In every film, there are minor characters that change the course of the story. Our mission is to explore those characters and give them stories of their own. This is BCD Presents No Small Parts. Susan had just settled into bed when she heard the first raindrops smack against her metal roof. She looked over at her dogs, happily sleeping in different parts of the room. Storms were a big problem for her little town as they flooded the roads and reduced visibility. She was grateful that she was inside and didn't have to drive on the wet roadways. Her gratitude barely lasted the night as she was startled awake by the high-pitched ringing of her telephone. The sound woke her dogs as well, and Susan tripped over them as she rushed to the kitchen to answer the call. Sorry, Susan, a low voice boomed in her ear. It was the sheriff, trying to speak over the sounds of the pouring rain. We've got a little bit of a situation, and I didn't know who else to call. Susan tucked the phone into her shoulder as she slipped on her raincoat. I'd explain, the sheriff continued, but maybe you'd just better come and see. Susan hung up and looked back at her golden lab Presley. He sat next to his food bowl, hoping for an early morning snack. This is all your fault, Susan teased, shaking her head and smiling. She flipped up her hood and headed out into the rain. It was a night like this one when Susan first met Presley. She had just moved into the area, a small, picturesque town that time had seemingly forgotten. After returning home from her job as a veterinarian's assistant, Susan heard a sharp knock at the door. She opened it to find a man in his mid-fifties holding the leash of a wet and whiny dog. The man introduced himself as the son of Susan's neighbor, Mrs. Iona. He explained that his mother was moving to a place that didn't allow pets and must part with her beloved Labrador, Presley. Since Susan worked with animals, Mrs. Iona requested that she take him in, as she would likely take good care of him. Susan was in shock. She thought about saying no, but then the terrible question remained. What will happen to him? Susan looked into Presley's large, trusting eyes, and she knew that he was now her dog. The story spread through the community, and Susan was getting calls from neighbors about relocating dogs, cats, bunnies, and whatever other animals that needed a home. Sometimes she housed animals for weeks at a time. Her house became overrun 
and the situation was unmanageable. Eventually, Susan decided to open an animal rescue so she could make sure the animals were safe as they waited to find their forever homes. Susan checked the time on her car radio and let out a sigh. It was almost 5 a.m. She carefully maneuvered her car around the biggest puddles and slowly made her way down the main road, looking for the semi-truck that the sheriff had described. Susan was used to the occasional call from the sheriff to help with animals that had been lost or abandoned. She was confused as to why she had been called out to the scene of an accident, but she carried on anyway. When Susan arrived, she saw several semi-trucks all stopped along the road. The only law enforcement was the sheriff, and there didn't seem to be any damage or injuries. The sheriff met her at her car and walked her to the front of his vehicle. There was a strange, furry lump on the ground. The sheriff shined his flashlight on the object and Susan let out a startled gasp. It was a mess of arms and legs, covered in mud. She knelt down to find a pulse, but the closer she got, the more she realized she had never seen anything like this animal before. She inspected its eyes and tried to rub the mud off of its face. After placing her hand on its stomach, she determined that its heart was beating, but very slowly. The rain steadily rinsed the creature as the sheriff asked Susan what she wanted to do. One truck driver suggested throwing it into the woods and letting nature take its course. Susan asked him to wait in his truck. She looked down at the pitiful thing. This could be someone's pet, she said. Even if it is dead, let's get it out of the rain. I can keep him at my shelter and get the vet's opinion later. So they wrapped the animal in a tarp and laid it across the seat of Susan's Toyota Tercel. By the time Susan reached the shelter, the rain had stopped. The sun had yet to break the horizon as she tenderly carried the animal inside, leaving it in the kennel with her most well-behaved dogs. Susan knew it was too late to go back to bed, but she went home to change and wash up before starting her day. It had been a few hours since Susan had left a message with the vet she sat at the front desk, sleepily sipping her coffee and staring out at the beautiful sun-filled afternoon. It was a slow day at the shelter, and sometimes the only thing keeping Susan awake was the occasional ring of the telephone. She watched the cars pass by, hoping someone would turn into her lot. Sometimes she felt like she wanted the animals to find homes more than they did. 
When she started the shelter, she was a little nervous about finding the right person for each furry resident of her rescue. On the first day she opened her doors, a woman and her young son came in, looking for a new dog. The little boy was shy and didn't say much. He timidly peered around the kennel as his mother encouraged him to pet the dogs. Finally, an excited terrier mix jumped out and licked the boy's face. For a moment, his mother almost stepped in to pull the dog away. But the little boy let out a scream of laughter as the dog jumped up and down, knocking him over. By the end of their visit, the little boy refused to leave without his new friend. The woman paid Susan the adoption fee as her son and his dog played together on the floor, laughing and carrying on. He's been having trouble since his father and I separated, she said as she quickly signed the papers. This is the first time I've heard him laugh in a long time. Susan noticed the hint of tears in the woman's eyes as she gave her a wide, warm smile. This was the part of the job that Susan hadn't expected to love so much. In her mind, she worked for the animals. She never considered that what she was doing could serve humans too. Of course, there were ups and downs. Sometimes animals were returned or customers left empty-handed. But Susan knew if she could save just one animal from being abandoned, it was a good day. Susan was still daydreaming when she heard the bell ring at the door. She perked up when she saw two young girls walk into the shop. They were sisters, separated by several years in age. The older sister explained that they were looking for a dog, and Susan couldn't help but smile at the younger sister's request for a lobster instead. Susan knew these girls. They lived in the same area, and it always made her happy to see them together. The older sister was responsible and somewhat anxious, an adult in a teenager's body. The younger sister was a ray of unfiltered sunshine. Without thinking about it, Susan encouraged the young girl to explore the kennel as she stayed back to fill out the paperwork with her older sister. Just as Susan was explaining that all the dogs were available for adoption, the younger sister returned much to Susan's horror, with the very animal they had taken in that morning. Susan yelled out in shock, suddenly realizing she had forgotten about the dog and tried to pull it away from the child. The young girl was adamant that this was the dog she wanted, despite the protests of Susan and the girl's older sister. Susan looked at the animal and remembered how pitiful and broken it had seemed before. It looked fine now, almost as if nothing had happened. As the little girl resolutely declared that she liked him and that he was a good dog, Susan reluctantly agreed to let her take him home. As Susan watched the girls walk away with their new pet, 
she thought about how strange it all seemed. Sometimes dogs spent months in the kennel, waiting to find a home. How odd that they had happened to take in the stray that very morning. And somehow, it was the very dog that made a connection with this little girl. It was almost like it was meant to be. Susan was right, even though she didn't know it. She did what she had set out to do. She found a stray dog, its forever home. Except, this wasn't an ordinary dog. In fact, it wasn't even a dog at all. It was actually a genetic mutation that was being hunted by its creator. If she had left it on the side of the road that morning, it certainly would have been captured. Or worse. And what's even more remarkable was that she found it a home. Susan didn't know exactly why those girls were looking for a dog. She knew that they had recently lost both of their parents in one of those notorious island rainstorms. She also knew that 19 was an awfully young age to become the guardian of a younger sibling. But Susan didn't know how much the older sister had been struggling to keep her family together. And Susan certainly had no idea what she was doing when she let a seven-year-old girl named Lilo take that strange dog home. So as you can see in the movie Lilo and Stitch, there are no small parts.